0: to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people then stay tuned and let's get into it hello and welcome to this episode of nude so today i am super excited to have with me a very very special guest so She is a powerhouse of a woman, a total boss babe who is just owning life right now. She is a sex and relationship coach, entrepreneur, mother, co-founder of New Zealand Yoga Day, Resolution New Year's Eve Festival and NZ Spirit Festival. She has degrees in psychology, childbirth, education and ancient history. She was a lecturer at University of Auckland in ancient Greek and Roman medicine specializing in issues surrounding women's health and sexuality in the ancient world. She's a devoted student of traditional tantra in which she attends trainings regular and regularly in India, an international speaker presenting workshops at various festivals and retreats across Australia and New Zealand. And more personally, she is a huge inspiration to me. <laughs> watching her evolve over the past few years has been one of the core motivators in releasing this podcast and finally having the courage to put myself out there and step into my power and start expressing myself more creatively so I am so very grateful to have her in my life and introduce her today on the podcast please welcome Nikki Rhodes (laughs)
1: beautiful
0: intro so thrilled to be here with you Mm. thank you for being here Nikki it's so exciting (laughs) it's actually my first official interview yay
1: (laughs) and our conversations are always so juicy yes that I'm like oh this is being recorded thank goodness (laughs) yeah
0: a hundred percent I'm so excited so uh, I think one of the first things I wanted to just ask you is what's alive in you right now it's got your juices flowing. It's mm. got you fired up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I um I have a lot of juices, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All <laughs> so the juices.
1: I do. I feel like I constantly have quite a um str- uh, a fire within me that burns quite bright for whatever kind of passion project I'm on, and it's become even stronger in the last couple of years where I decided to. Drop the things that were not really making that fire as um, illustrious and large as it could be, right? Mm-hmm. Using that fire as like my inner compass for where I should be putting my life force energy. And so recently um, that fire has been I mean, it's absolutely wild within because I'm hosting the Art of Loving, this online uh, full week group mentorship for women. Mm. And I have 290 women joining and every day waking up to this potent transmissions of women dancing, yoni gazing, uh, yoni steaming stepping into like jade egg practices stepping into beautiful tantric energetic play with your partner um speaking their yeses their nos claiming their space and their bodies and their, their clothing their environment again and honestly that's that's got me so damn
0: alive right now <laughs> mm, oh i bet it's it's it looks amazing the course it really does Uh, And you've also, you just mentioned another upcoming course because the doors to the art of loving have closed. That's correct, isn't it? Um, But the next thing you've got coming up is the creatress.
1: Yeah, basically, I've been solely in, um, you know, quite like avoiding the online world. Mm. I thought, you know, my offerings, how can I really make um, I'm not I'm not interested so much in like making a quick dollar. I want to I want to make change because I find Mm. when the energy is after chasing the dollar, you get the dollar and that's kind of where it stops. But when when the energy is in, no, this is something for the greater good. No, this is something I truly believe in and have that as your motivating force. Things um, snowball in a really beautiful way. Mm -hmm. So I was hesitant to do the whole online course thing. Um, I teach, you know, retreats and I facilitate workshops and one-on-one sessions, but online and in a large group, how on earth do I really hold that space and um, make the change that I want to? But the the feedback and the resonance and the way that it's all played out, the container has been phenomenal, a really unique way of working. Um, Yeah, I believe possibly a way that we're going to have to really get used to working um, mm-hmm. more and more, you know, with the the crazy, the crazy time we're in. So at the moment, there's a seed within me called the creatress. It's going to be a, a longer journey, one of more kind of wraparound support, but you've still got that accountability for the sisters, um, for women and deepening into also conscious business, entrepreneurship, using that sexual energy um, as a gauge or, you know, that inner fire that we talked about to mm. not only go towards your love making and your parenting and, but into other areas as well. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that.
0: Wow. That sounds so cool. <laughs> Sign me you up. You would love it. I would love it. I know I would love it. <laughs> uh, so for people to follow you and find you, if they're not already, which I'm sure many of my listeners will be, but uh, so you have a website, So that's dot N-I-K-K-I-R.com. And your Instagram is underscore Nikki Rhodes underscore and you're Nikki Rhodes on Facebook as well, hey? Yeah, thank you. Oh, awesome. Oh, that stuff sounds so cool. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And I think
1: uh, anyone listening, just get in touch. Things are going to constantly be adding more and more. So um, if you're interested in any of that work, yeah, send, send a message out or join the,
0: join the list. Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, so one thing that I think is so interesting, just taking the listeners to kind of have an understanding of your relationship with me, like our relationship, I think it's so interesting that we connected when we did. So do you remember that I actually think one of the times we, we kind of sparked our connection was at the Natural Birthing Workshop? Yeah, that was where we actually, cause we taught at the studio together. Like you mentioned when, uh, when we did our interview, but actually our first connection was at the, uh, the prenatal birthing workshop thing. That's all right. And uh, yeah. And I remember, you know, we really connected then and then we spent some time together while I was pregnant and we had lots of juicy conversations about polyamory and, Sexy things and wild sex stuff that we got up to. <laughs> and then, you know, and then our paths kind of um, distanced for a while. And we were both off doing our own thing. But it's so interesting to me that even though there was a lot of distance between us, we were kind of, our paths were aligning mm-hmm. and we were very, very much moving in the same direction. And like now we've kind of come back together and we're both just I feel like we're both just really after putting out the same message you know This really open free conscious sexuality beautiful connective relationships you know um, really freeing the divine feminine like just everything that you stand for you know it's something that I'm just so excited to put out there as well I just think yeah. it's so cool that that's happened with our little pals. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
1: actually super interesting. You say that because I remember you at that childbirth class, and and for listeners, this was a home birth, like a mm. home, birth, like an earth mother out there, like so blessed that that we had that available right like, around the time because these mm. these are. I mean, this was so out there. It's not, it's not even like a common class. And I remember seeing um, in your eyes the same, I don't know, again, fire and passion for, Mm -hmm. for life that I too shared, you know, and you were entering this motherhood journey. I had had three children Um, and they had transformed my own connection to myself. They had rewritten things within me as a mother. And I knew that I wanted to do things vastly different to what my mother and my Nana had done. Mm. Um, not that they had done it wrong, not that that was bad, but I felt there was more space in there. Hence why I studied childbirth education and, and really tried to weave a new path. And I saw the similar fire in you. Mm. And then, as we as we progressed, um, I was in a monogamous relationship. I had been married for what fifteen years, been with him for fifteen years, fifteen to thirty. And you had a lot more breadth in your experience. You had a lot more spice. You were a lot braver. And I remember sitting in those hot pools like naked underneath the moon and the stars with this crazy, awesome friend of mine. And I had been really great with the path that I had studied on, like ticked all the academic boxes, but you were just, you were really opening my heart to this whole other aspect of the divine feminine, which was this like really claiming your desire. And I really felt like that was a realm I hadn't yet really stepped into. So when I teach my work, I say like my lived experience is one of not really stepping fully into my, my my wholesome and then actually making the call to, you know, turning, uh, you know, right turning and then beginning that way. Um, You really represented that for me. And so that fire in you, I remember calling you when I had left the relationship and being like, okay, this has just happened. I'm not so sure what's going on. And you were just like this rock. You were clear. And um, that's been a nice dance we've had. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm a couple of steps ahead here. Like here's my hand. And you're like, I'm a couple of steps here. And that's the best way that female relationships or how they ought to be.
0: Mm. There's a lot
1: of wounding in the sisterhood for like, I'm just jealous of her. She's like got her shit together and I don't. And you can sit in that really negative place.
0: Mm.
1: Or for me, I was like, that's a choice. Or I go, She's got something that I want. I'm going to celebrate
0: it in her and it will become part of me too. Mm. Oh yeah. Like that jealousy thing as well. Like to be completely honest, I was watching you as you were evolving and stepping into your power and I was jealous. I was, I was like, fuck, (laughs) she's doing it like, fuck yeah, Nikki, but also, ah, what am I doing? You know, I'm still not stepping into mine in, in some of the ways that I wanted Um, and some of the ways that you were, you know, and it's just so cool that like you just said, we've had this kind of like back and forth of like, yeah, "Yeah, I am stepping into my power in this realm and the other person is like, Oh, you know, that's where I, I want to go there, you know? And it's just, yeah, it's beautiful dance, like you say. And, and you know, those jealousy
1: triggers, they are such fucking gifts because I spoke to you and you were like, oh, we did an interview that whipped my ass, and I was like, right, if she's done it, I'm doing it. And now you're five episodes in, right? Yeah. And that's your choice. And we we constantly have that available to us. Mm. My God, she looks magnetic. All right, I'm gonna buy a similar skirt, a similar hat, yeah. and I'm gonna walk like that until I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Around us, our sisters, our women, our they are providing potent messages and gifts. If we, if we embrace them of um, our own freedom our own mm. liberation lies within mm. how we view others so mm. let's keep it up and see what else we can do to each other as we grow yes. and evolve
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yep. those triggers hey eh? those jealousy triggers are yeah like you say they are gifts and i i never externalize them i just i just mm. let them burn in me because mm. i knew i knew that it was creating something and that it was going to drive me you know and so I just watched and, and absorbed and <laughs> waited until my time and then <laughs> yeah, and that it, yeah. It was it. Yeah. That That's it. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Um, <laughs> I would love so you know, right now people that jump on and follow you online, um, they're gonna see this amazing empowered Goddess being right.
1: That's but, very kind of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but of course, like you said, you you haven't always been that way. You haven't always been in your power. I would love. I would be really interested if you'd be willing to share to know. Mm-hmm. Kind of first of all, what what were the messages you absorbed growing up? What was your background like growing up as a woman, particularly around your sexuality? What were the the beliefs that you internalized and then? How and maybe when did you manage to transform them?
1: Mm. That's a, yeah, it's a great, great question. When I was um, when I was growing up, I was the eldest, and I believe that um, on the surface, my mom and my even my nana they were they were playful. They would put an outfit on and say, "Oh, put a bit of weight on." Oh well, oh you know, eat differently next week and be fine um, eat your your greens, eat well, no crazy dieting things, no crazy, um, we don't talk about sex, no deep shame of the body. Uh, if I said, Oh, I don't look good. Oh, shut up. You look fine. You know, Mm -hmm. like just really (laughs) Kiwi, you're not special. You're also not terrible. You'll do right. And I love that. Although there was a strong history in my family of sexual abuse, And that was sort of in the peripheral here and there, but really not spoken about. And as I started to grow up, I realized that, um, you know, a hurt man or a rejected man was way more dangerous if he was also embarrassed and rejected. So Mm. I watched my family, if they were, you know, irresponsible or um, unconsensual things said regarding, they would sort of laugh it off and push it off. And I I realized I didn't want to do that anymore. I felt that fire again inside Mm. and I thought, aha, this is not an obvious message that's being passed down in my line, but I've got three daughters and it is, um, it's something that I'm not okay with. And I'm going to really rock some boats here by bringing it up to the surface. And so I had this on one hand, like I say, really freeing, really awesome. But on the other, my, my, my family, a lot of people stayed in relationships well beyond their expiry dates for comfort, for safety. And my own experience as a little child was one of, of a lot of change. Uh, one way of vulnerability or being brave was, was kind of freaky. So if I could find someone um, quickly and, and someone trustworthy, whew, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, brought that to life in my first relationship, which was started at 15. And from 15, like I said before, ended at 30. And it was a relationship whereby all of the tumultuousness of my childhood Was able to, um, you know, the opposite—a really healing time where he really embodied the strong, present, um, masculine figure. Mm -hmm. And we, from from that platform, we 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 did some epic things. Three children bought two houses. He got a degree from Oxford University. Uh, this is a high school students when we met um, postgraduate master's degrees and at Oxford to me doing five degrees and all sorts of things. I loved the solid foundation of trust, respect and mutual uplifting. Mm. Uh, we traveled, we, we had the white picket fence mm. And there became a point that, you know, I keep sort of getting this knocking on the shoulder, tapping on the shoulder, say at 25, at 26, at 27, it's around the time that I meet you and I'm, mm. I'm good. What, Nikki, what do you have to complain about? He is everything. He is smart. He has money. He was safe. He loves you. He's not like your family in many ways. Mm. But there was this little itch inside that was like, yeah, but what if you were to jump? What if you weren't to cheat and yell and fight? What if you were to just step out of this and and experience yourself as you are, not through the lens of perhaps this fear or this um aversion to uncomfortability. Mm. Yeah, that's sort of what I was like instead of uncomfortable, I'll have this rather than I choose this. Mm. And so I really thought about it for a long time, a very, very long time, and was eventually um, in a situation where it was extraordinarily clear to me. And I chose consciously, sober. I chose with my children's, um, you know, hearts in my ha- close to mine. I, I, I jumped, and that there was a big test for me because. It brought in all the emotions that I had suppressed for 15 years, right? I'd never really worked on a strong sense of inner masculine because I was able to externalize it with my husband. It made my own inner man or aspect of sort of that, that, that container, um, that, that support, the safety, develop. And I, um, I decided to quit every single job at the same time. Every single one. Didn't awesome. light me up how I wanted it. <laughs> yeah. So good. Just, I had a mortgage in Auckland and everything and I, oh well, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I slept in my car. I put myself in situations like, yeah, just like, yeah, sleeping in the vehicle or just really free or just finding myself totally alone Mm -hmm. in order to really stretch my own wings and catch and have my own back. Um, I followed my heart. It was festivals. It was transformational workshops. It was, um, diving deep into practices that were no longer just about the mind, more somatic practices. I mm. I was mind mind heavy. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. she was good, like she was fine. She's packed full <laughs> with diplomas and degrees. Like, what about my heart? What mm. about my pussy? You know? Mm. And so I really, um, I really dropped down um, deeper into my body, and it, that the rewards that came from that were phenomenal. They weren't obvious by any means. Um, was that like they,
0: a, a, a real, do you remember like one moment when you were just like enough? Like there was one kind of crystal clear moment where something happened and you were just like, nah, I'm done. Something's changed. It was,
1: it was more actually, um, it was more when I was in the, when I had decided to leave, mm. I sort of said like, you know, like this is what I'm meant to be doing because it's never just like, we're over. Okay. See ya. You know, yeah. like unpacking. We didn't even have our own Post card. Mm. Like we got our driver's license on the same day. Like we'd literally gone from child to adult, mm. done that transition, that initiation together. And uh, it was when we parted that I said, look, give me a sign. Am I on the right? Am I nuts? Am mm. I am I?" Cr- Cause I could be crazy. Like I, I could have lost my, and a family member said like, oh, maybe she's having a psychotic breakdown. Like no one could understand it. Wow. And I went to therapists, like, am I? And this therapist said to me after our big long session, you know, he's looked at me and I was like, am I going to be like jailed or incarcerated? <laughs> or like what is, oh, seriously, like yeah. I'm doing, there's nothing wrong with my relationship, but I have to end it. Mm. Like I just have to, and it comes from my pussy it's a and deeper I keep knowing. Like, I can't, I can't lie. I can't pretend. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, no, I don't believe there's any kind of psychopathology happening here or psychopath, whatever the big, you know, like psycho, like any psychosis happening. What I feel is happening um, is I'm witnessing a very brave woman sitting right in front of me. Mm. And I was like, "Okay,, epic. we'll go with that." And I sort of felt taller, but the sign, I think that my, part, my husband at the time, he said to me, "How are you going to tell the children?" And mm. I said, um, "I'm going to tell them exactly how it is. This is what mm. we've decided." And he said, "Yeah, well however you say it, make sure you don't give them any kind of idea that when they are say in the marriage, that they're just allowed to walk out of it when they're ready. Oh." Wow. And I, I paused and I listened to that and I, I agree, yeah, you shouldn't just throw something really powerful away that you've worked on, but if they're ready, mm. then I absolutely want them to believe that they don't need to second guess that mm. and that they don't need to promise to be in a relationship with someone in order to remain safe or accepted mm. or respected, that they can yeah. follow their self. And it was those moments that I saw the stark gap in difference between me and this man yeah. who I who I loved and who I love today. Like we have Christmas together. We, we yeah. hang out. We're hanging out this weekend, you know. We just don't sleep together. It's, that's the difference. Yeah. And man, it's, yeah, it's nowhere near as scary as I thought it would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what a transformation it has been for you. Because hey? the physiology changes. Like yeah. my
1: voice changed shape. My body changed shape. my yeah. How I ate changed. It was like this regeneration of my cells. When you make a call that big, when mm. you decide a whole new path, your physiology, your biology reflects your biography. Mm. And that was, I didn't really believe that or understand it, but it does. When you're in a draw, a a draining job, you're going to look at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when
1: you're picking a life and I'm not totally like, I didn't just go and become a gypsy and live in like the beach, like live on the beach or something like a mermaid. Like I have a mortgage, I have gas bills, I have rates bills. Yeah. (laughs) We've said that a little bit, hey? <laughs> well, what I decided was that the selfless mother archetype, yeah, yeah. this like the shadow mother was livingly really strongly in me. Mm. And it was looking like quite a resentful woman who would resent my girls as they got older mm. because I never had freedom. I never had play. I never let myself do those mm. things that they were going to go on and do. So I'd be, at 40, they would be like 20, 21, and I would be resentful of them. Mm. Um, it was also in that overgiving, that selfless, oh, them first, mum bun out the mm, door, mm. grab a music bar, them first, them first, and I, I don't want to be that. So mm. I absolutely, I, I booked trips just by myself, made sure yeah. they were cared for with their dad. He was happy with that, and I'd come home this full woman, mm. you know, and they'd be like, "Mom," and I'd be like, "Yes," and I'm yeah. living.
0: Oh, They're feel Yeah. <laughs>
1: right? And when yeah, you're living yeah. and the kids look to you, they go, yeah, my mom's living. Like no kid wants to go, Oh, thanks mom for giving up, you know, 20 or 30 years of your life for me and staying with dad. No probably, no kid has ever no, said that. no.
0: Ever. no. Uh, so just, and also you're you're, 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 you're living the living example of them, how they're going to go on to be in relationship. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, they're watching how you are in relationship. And if you're all sacrificing, That's all they'll know, as particularly as daughters, right? Like that's all they'll know. Oh well, when I have a a husband and kids, I will have to sacrifice myself uh, for them, you know. Um, I want to jump into a lot, you know, still on that journey, that sort of transformative journey you've been, but more on the sexual side. Mm. So you, you currently have a podcast, "The Secrets of Spiritual Sex."
1: yes yeah
0: um which I've listened to every episode of by the way
1: <laughs> did you listen to the recent one being gay benders and I benders?
0: love that one I love it I loved it it was me? just so um just raw and yeah. open and I'm just like yeah. yes I want to hear someone tell it like it is you know that is it yeah yeah I loved it I he loved was it. my
1: first interview ever
0: oh really Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah, it was, it's really good. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of hear what has you the, so you've kind of talked more on the relationship with mm-hmm. relationship side, but what's the sexual kind of transformation that's happened for you? Okay. Like, what was well, I would- before you decided to leave for you and, and now? Okay, well, I was hanging out with this beautiful blonde
1: sex nymph called Mercy (laughs) in the pool. And um, she was telling me these extreme experiences of, you know, incredible psychedelic experiences of sex. And I was just... (laughs) I had not even smoked a cigarette and I'd had one penis ever in my life. (laughs) And I could not even fathom, right, what she was on about. And to be honest, I thought there are so many super sexual women out there and it's just not me. Mm -hmm. I don't get why people talk about it. I don't get Mm -hmm. why people. (laughs) No, no, this is what I was saying. I don't get why people go on about it. I don't get what the deal is. I don't, I just, it's just not for me. And it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. We had a beautiful couple of years when we first met and we fully explored each other in beautiful ways. And he would have, you know, he was so open to me and such he such a wonderful big heart. He would have slept with me every day if I said. But we had three children, six years of breastfeeding in there. Mm. It was a big time. And I, and I would be like, oh, once a week, you know, twice a week was like, yes. And I'd be like, that's done. Ticket off the list. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and so... When I left, I had uh, some beautiful experiences which showed me the phenomenal power of intimacy Mm. that literally sent shivers, sent a rush of energy from my spine up through to the top of my head. Anal sex experiences, which took me to a place of like meeting the divine. Mm. Anal sex, I would not have even thought about it in the past it was just absolutely a no-go i became really fascinated with the way that our matter our physical body is the portal to the cosmos Mm. right and and i would i had some psychedelic experiences myself with my beloved and we're going to do a podcast episode like our experiences having sex on psychedelics because we've had many yeah and my god they so they, epic. Opened, <laughs> yeah, right. they opened my mind, you know, this is medicines that I used in clinical trials right now to beat some of the things that are resulting in the highest suicide and anxiety and depression rates mm. we've ever experienced as a culture. So I had this whole new relationship now with mind altering substances with the body and my sexual experiences. Now we have sex Monday mornings to totally break that mold of wake up Monday work, right mm-hmm. we make love we talk about making love, we talk about sex in front of the children or in front of other people. Mm-hmm. We talk about war and death and coronavirus at the table, or you can talk about love, yeah, mm-hmm. and intimacy, mm-hmm. and I realized that the and, and research says really that the most a potent indicator of whether your child will have a healthy, satisfying, consensual relationship to sex is if they see you do it. Mm. And so, and I mean not sexually. You know, I'm not no, saying like yeah, that. Yeah, watch mean. you have sex, but like if they if they witness in the household it be something that is part of life. Mm. So sex is so integral to my experience. I have another episode called Secrets of a Well Fucked Woman mm. because it is an art. To oh, fuck, fuck yes. a woman and to keep a woman. Mm. Because we do not have a refractory period after we orgasm, right? We can have the next man straight away. Yeah, And that is typically not what we choose. Like that can get awkward. Call the next one and the other one's in bed with you, right? Like I don't know what the situation <laughs> is, but it is. There is so much more to female sexuality. I mean, we only just found out the shape of the clitoris in 1998. Mm. That was when we realized it was far more than just this little bulb. And every part of the female anatomy is named after male physicians from Mm -hmm. G-Spot, right, Uh, to to so many others. And I feel like... I feel like I've got this mission in me to keep discovering through my lived experience, peering that with my past, what I know, and um and sharing this potent message. Because mm. <laughs> it's really powerful when you are well plugged It's really powerful.
0: Fuck yes. And and don't haven't you found that like men are thirsty for it, right? They want to know how to fuck women well. They do, you know. And no, they really do. They I really run workshops,
1: do. female sexuality for men around the country. Around, yeah. I went to Spain last year and they show up and they sit there and they be like, tell me what I don't know because mm. she she's not happy. Yeah. And I don't want to admit that to my friends and there's no one teaching this stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, and there's so much shame for men attached to not being a good lover and attached to, you know, there's like this weird kind of um, – contrast where it's like they're they're shamed for not knowing how to fuck women well but they better fuck a lot of women you know it's like this weird totally
1: it's a distortion
0: (laughs) it's a distortion
1: and this friction pound 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 and and size and and expectation is killing them Oh, right yeah, yeah. because they don't know how to hold their own inner feminine their yeah. own softness they mm. can't hold an external feminine they can't recognize their own needs so they project it out and try and take from woman and if we're taken from we're not well fucked
0: yeah i'm fucked now.
1: i can feel it and often i'm like pull oh, yes. over on the side of the street and come and like and my my partner's driving and i'm like let's pull over and he's like what and we pull over we just make love like so unspiritually just there on the street you know <laughs> like not okay like in the car no one is like fully around but <laughs> it, um, you know maybe there's a truck drives past you know this yes. kind of thing and I love that and then I love like the four hour sessions with the incense and the candles and the mm. softness and the tears and the transmutation of energy through the act mm. and that's unf- this non friction sex mm-hmm. a vagina, my vagina would die if for five hours it just went in and out mm. this is Holding this is sitting with what is, and there's a spectrum of sex that we need. And if I'm taken from a lot, like a lot of those pulling over on the side of the road, they they're not always the most kind of uh, transformative in 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 the sense that sometimes I desire. I can feel an imbalance,
0: Mm. and so it's
1: up to us to speak to what we need. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like those those kind of sessions, like you know the quickies and stuff, they can be awesome they can be so much fun but when there isn't the other part when there isn't that deep connection that respect that ability for both lovers to completely receive completely surrender Mm. and to give Mm.
1: you know when there's
0: not that beautiful dance Mm. you know you can't have these quickies and these you know random fuck cheeky fuck sessions where you know you're just getting each other off like yeah exactly But you, you need the connection to really, you know, really build something together.
1: I think now that I've birthed my inner feminine, my inner, my inner woman, right. She's like, um, if she wants to be part of the lovemaking, Mm -hmm. this, this archetype within she needs to feel like she's not being chased or pleasure's not being extracted from her or there's no goal for her to orgasm, mm. yeah? That will really likely happen with, with the unfolding. But what she's looking for is surrender. Mm. What she's looking for is to be held. What she's looking for is to, le- like, to be wild with someone. Mm. And I think that that's the difference between fucking a woman and fucking a girl, mm. yeah. And a lot yeah. of us are thirty. And we're still Still fucking out in in our girl, in our maiden. Yeah. And that's the difference between saying, no, 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 actually, this part of me wants to be really felt and I need a king to meet that, not some kind of boy.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. This is some powerful, juicy goodness we are sharing right here. I'm going to stop the episode here and get you to tune in next week for part two i hope you really enjoyed this conversation so far i tried to keep it short but there's just too much goodness coming through so uh, we'll catch you next week for the rest of this episode this was nude with mercy jay if you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.